This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. conversational you know and, and I also think people's expectations of language have changed so much in like the past five years yes I hear so much more swearing just in like general conversation and in presentations mm-hmm. when I've gone to you know different events around like work of heart which is a fantastic event and people get up and share their stories I was expecting people to have that kind of professional persona you know you're coming for these talks and I really enjoyed that it was very organic and not this super polished thing but yet it also meant that almost everyone who got up on stage when I was there had cuss words all through what they were talking about I'm like wow I'm looking around going no one seems to mind this is kind of cool because (laughs) you know I remember the days of teaching little kids swimming and so I'd go out with my friends afterwards and be like oh sugar yeah oh darn oh gosh my friends are like what is wrong with you like I can't let myself slip or I'm going to say something in front of these like four-year-olds and now even with my own kids it was the same way we don't tend to cuss in front of our kids just because I don't want to get into a whole discussion as to what's appropriate when and what's not I'm like let's just try not to use those words for a while I got the uh Sarah pulled the oh it's time for me to go to bed and I said, yeah, and she goes, am I late? And I said, yeah, and she goes, oh, shit. <laughs> it was just last night. And I was like, you're six. You know that you shouldn't say that. She's like, I just wanted to see. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now you know. Please don't do that at school. Please. Yeah. yeah. No, we, we've, we've had a lot of those conversations now around the, like, Ooh, well, someone said the A word. Like, yeah, you're going to have to give me more. There are a lot yeah. of words that start with A. Like, I'm giving you permission to say it, to tell me the words. We can have a discussion as to whether it's something that you have to refer to as the A word. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe that's just a word you can use. Yeah, it might be. I mean, I think it's good to have those conversations and explain where words come from, too. Like, why do people use one word to mean something else? And that whole discussion with kids, because then it's like, okay, no, if you're going to use it, at least understand why you're saying yes. it. Right? Yes. Right? You know, at some point, I'm sure my kids will start using words that I don't necessarily want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if I know that they're using them for, you know, a proper reason or they, they understand at least what they're saying, that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this is so not what we said we were going to so talk about. It's not today. what we were going to talk about. What we were going to talk about in today's podcast is the self help book craze that I feel is going on right now. Yes, yes, it definitely feels like, I don't know if it's the broader world in general or just where we're at. Exactly. But yes, where I'm at seems to be inundated with all this self-help, self-care. Some of it really just drives me nuts and I want to call it mumbo jumbo. And some Mm -hmm. of it I'm like, oh my goodness, why isn't everyone 
learning this and practicing this yes. <laughs> and I'm so torn. There well there's so many different levels to it. But I can I can remember as a kid my mom having like the seven habits of highly effective people or whatever, you know? And I remember her having self-help books then and it kind of got me wondering like is it a point that mothers get at where they're like I could be doing better or my kids have worn me down so much <laughs> that I need to start fresh and like Someone, a, someone out there must have answers yeah, for me. Yeah, exactly. I need to be a more highly effective person. What are these other six people doing? Yes. doing? <laughs> what are your habits and how can I make them mine? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But back then, there wasn't social media. But I mean, I'm sure mothers have always been comparing well, themselves to other mothers. I think so, yeah. And I mean, especially for our parents' generation, you were in that zone of book clubs and you True. still had... You know, you still had a lot of parent, a lot of moms, especially who were working, or not working from home, but staying home. So I think that that generation probably started really talking to each other about that type of like strategy and things like that. I think my guess is that, you know, our grandparents probably didn't talk a whole lot to each other because they just didn't have time. Well, yeah. They were just too busy trying to survive. Yeah. That there wasn't a whole lot of looking at what someone else was doing and asking, well, you know, how did you get your kid to turn out okay when mine are crazy over yeah. here? <laughs> exactly. You were just like, oh, I'm just going to stay in my house with the crazy yeah. and just, you know, try to put food on the table again for another day. And I'm just going to assume that everyone, yeah. yeah, if everyone lives, yeah. I've done my job. And we're winning. Because, you know, you still didn't have vaccines for half the yeah. crap we have today. So, <laughs> That's a good point. That's well, it's a good one of those point. like, like, okay, I don't have to worry so much about, you know, food and disease. So, oh, maybe I should worry about emotional health. Yes. Right. And so I think, you know, you saw that so much with, yeah, like the, the hippie movement in the 60s and the 70s. And I think there was a lot more attention put on that kind of stuff and a lot more time for people to think about it and talk about it and worry what the other person was doing. Yeah, absolutely. Which, can we just point out right now that Jenna and I are both very, like, don't worry about what the other people are doing. Yes. <laughs> Raise your own darn kids. <laughs> but it's hard to get to that point once we live in this day and age that we live in. And there's definitely times where I think to myself, I could be doing this a heck of a lot better. And I did I did buy a couple of these books. Like, I have the subtle art of not giving up. Oh, F-bomb. I haven't read yeah. that. We have that in our house. I bought that as a gift for Alex. Yeah. More so focusing on, like, work, work. life than yeah. kid life. But yeah. I would imagine that there's some crossover there in the totally. takeaways, totally. which is another word. I don't know why I use it. I don't mind using that word. Takeaways? Takeaways. Yes. Yeah. What are your takeaways from this meeting, Tosh? <laughs> no, no. What did you learn? What are the things you're going to remember? Yeah. Takeaways. It's it's a ridiculous made-up word. Okay. So other books that I've purchased, mm. I have that. Is it Mary or Marie Kondo? The, Marie. Do Marie Kondo. Do you think that she's self-help? Is that it is it, and it isn't? It is and it isn't. I mean, it falls in the self-help bookshelf at yeah. the bookstore. And I think it really can be very helpful. I think there is a lot of value in feeling organized about your life. True. And if you can organize the things around you, it does give you more headspace to think about bigger picture and to feel not as pressured and not as like overwhelmed so that it gives you time to think about more emotional things. True. Very true. So I think I think there's some value. I and that's another book that's in our house I yep. haven't read. Yep, me too. <laughs> mine, mine sits beside beside uh, my bed, and it's got probably an inch of dust on it. You know what? Mine is mine is next to my bed right now as well. It's it, it, it's the second time it's made it to that pile. Yeah. That that's my pile of things I'm supposed to read, mm-hmm. and it, it sometimes things just stay there for a while, and then I put them back on the shelf. Yeah, and then you know they'll turn into next 
Netflix series. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should read that again. Yeah. And, do you ever actually read in bed? I do. do and I'm trying to do it more. I'm yeah. trying to do it more. Because I do find that it's one of those probably, you know, I haven't read the book, but it's probably a skill that effective people have. <laughs> where, Well, because there is. There's a whole series of books out there now, too, about, like, the, what do they call it, the 5 a.m. method or whatever. And that whole idea of, you know, make sure, and I'm really paraphrasing on this one because, again, I haven't read this yeah, book, nor have, I, yeah. nor have I even brought this one into our house. <laughs> At least some of these books my husband reads, and I yeah. get his, like, you know, synopsis. Um, but this idea that, you know, you make sure that you're not on your phone before bed. Right. And... For me, it's very tempting a lot of times to be on my phone before bed, and I very much rely on my phone as my alarm clock. Yes, so I'm too. not one of those people who cannot have my phone in my room. Yes. I, I have not come back to the alarm clock world. No, I find it too easy to turn off. <laughs> <laughs> I like my phone as my alarm clock. So in order to not get sucked into looking at my phone, like, okay, no, I'm going to go up and I'm going to read, and I'm going to make that time before I go to bed, the time that I read, which sometimes works in my favor and sometimes doesn't because if it's a really good book I tend to be <laughs> reading for longer than I would have been on my phone yes, yes. but the idea is that you get to bed at a decent time and that your headspace is you know you've kind of let go of all that technical stuff and all that overwhelm right and the lighting and the light yes and, although yeah. I've, I've done a couple tricks different times with the lighting and then you get up earlier and that part for me works if I take myself to bed at a decent time so that I can read which is a trick that apparently my parents used when I was a child. Oh. Ooh, bedtime is 7, but if you want to read, you can stay up in bed till 7.30. Whoa. The trick still works on me, and yeah. I'm 40. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to bed now at 10 o'clock, so we can read for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, still works. <laughs> um, but if I do read and go to sleep at a better time than if I sit downstairs and oh, I'm going to do some work but I'm also going to turn on friends reruns in the background mm -hmm. and oh look it's midnight and I've been staring at a screen for hours yes and then it's like oh 6 30 I don't want to get out of bed but if I go to bed and read I tend to go to sleep at a better time and then I tend to wake up a little bit earlier mm -hmm. I still haven't managed this whole like 5 a.m get up before the kids you know get yourself centered before they wake up that has not happened in my world it, yet. It doesn't happen for a lot of people. It no. only happens in my world because I get paid to get up that early in the morning. Oh, yeah. What I mean? when, like, when I used to have to get up for work at 4.30. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. It's a beautiful time of day to be awake because yeah. everyone else is asleep. Exactly. My kids get up so early mm -hmm. that I would still have to get up at 4.30. If you wanted to be them. ahead of them. Yeah. And I, I don't enjoy that if no. I'm not, like, yeah. Yeah. I No, I'm with you. I, I think, no, I, I have, out of habit, become a morning person now, but solely because it's been on for so many years but my grandpa was a morning person like i remember my grandpa was up at 4 a.m all the time shredded wheat first thing in the morning and like <laughs> i pictured him like actually shredding something i yeah. thought you were like he was well, like prepping something i'm not like eating shredded wheat no, okay eating shredded wheat, warmed up <laughs> and when i would sleep over at their house i would get up with them so i think like it started with that years and years ago like he had no reason to get up that early he was an insurance man like there was you know he wasn't going to milk the cows or anything he would just he just lunchtime your day is half over mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so he wanted to enjoy and he had four kids so it was probably he got used to the silence in the morning maybe he was well above the fact you know maybe he she was the original writer of self-help books well and yeah. i think i th 
think there's a lot to that. And I think some people who I've had discussions with, and I've shared this a little bit publicly before, but sometimes I have a bit of that love-hate relationship with some of the self-help th- yeah. stuff that's out there because it's just, it's the same stuff. It's always been out there. Yeah. Someone's just repackaging it in a new way that it's coming to you. Sometimes I think that the people putting it out there don't give enough credit to the fact that they didn't come up with this. Yes. This has existed and it always ha- there's always some new slight iteration of it it's always new to the person receiving it so that's great that you're excited that you found Rachel Hollis or whoever else speaks to you that's fantastic for you but I think yeah I think it's always been out there and I think like we said our parents and our grandparents maybe just more instinctively did things and it didn't become a trend it just was and the people who it worked for did it and that's it you can't base your life around what someone tells you you can do you can pull some really cool ideas from some of these people that you mentioned rachel hollis there and the girl wash your face was a mm-hmm. huge craze and i was so excited to buy it because i was like like all of my friends were loving it and i was mm-hmm. like okay obviously i'm gonna totally connect with this chick she's gonna oh, yeah, be awesome must be something fantastic i i got maybe a chapter into it and i was like oh my god i can't like i can't it's not for me was not for on many different levels she and i will never connect so <laughs> uh, so now i have this like brand new book that's just sitting there well along with all my other brand new books i have cracked but yeah no i i was i was kind of let down by it mm-hmm. and i i think i could see why people found some good ideas from her but again the majority of her ideas were ideas that have been around forever right and yeah. because you're of a certain age and you've been you know looking for this information already it wasn't new to you. Right. And I think it's very interesting to come to that realization. And I think it's one of these moments over the past, like, two years as I've been coming coming to the, like, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> even close. <laughs> but it's that sense of, like, you know, I've had people, you know, ask me things about confidence and career and all this stuff. Like, I, I do remember still what it was like to feel that self-consciousness and that, you know, oh my goodness, I have to say yes and I have to do this. And like, I remember that first time I said no yes. to a job because it didn't fit everything else in my life and how empowering that was. But until you've had that moment, you don't get that. Yeah. And it's one of those like, oh, now that I'm 40 and I've had three kids and I've had a career I've gone through a bunch of those moments. But yeah, if I were, you know, back at 21-year-old me and someone handed me Rachel Hollis's book, yeah, man, those ideas would have been brand new to me. And so I think it becomes this new struggle that whatever, and it's not, you know, necessarily your age as much as your experience, right? Exactly, it's it's yeah. one of those, like, once you hit those different milestones, you, you kind of flip that page and you're in this other area where you know and I hear people joke about it all the time as they get you know hit 60 or 80 you know it's like huh I don't care what people think anymore I'm gonna say what I want I'm like I kind of feel like I hit that now thanks (laughs) what comes next then (laughs) so so I'm like I just feel old (laughs) like because I think I've found that self-confidence that so much of our life we spend looking for yeah and I never would have classified myself as you know lacking self-esteem or self-confidence and you know as I was growing up I had different people who probably would have described me as being confident and I can remember people describing me as being independent I'm like what are you talking about that is not a word I would choose for myself really mm-hmm. and wow. then looking back I'm like okay I can see how compared to this experience or that person's yeah. experience it yeah. was but I didn't feel that at the 
time. So it, it makes me wonder what what the self-help stuff out there is for those of us who've hit that final milestone of going, oh, I don't care what all you other people think anymore. Yeah. I finally have figured out I'm doing what I'm doing for me and I'm figuring out what works for me. You and I having radio and broadcasting backgrounds in school, something that was drilled into my head was you do not have an opinion. Like you keep that opinion to your, like, yes, you have one, but you don't speak it, <laughs> whatever you do. And that's, I have a hard time, like on my Facebook page and whatever, um, of ever putting an opinion about anything mm-hmm. because, because of that, but also for fear of losing my jobs and things like that. I'm actually an extremely opinionated person and I'm finding <laughs> that are. same thing as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm more opinionated. That's what I love about this podcast is I feel like I can like kind of shove some of my opinion <laughs> down your throat. Uh, this is, this is the way. Because you can't kick me off my own podcast. I'm sorry. No. Well, Jenna could. I mean, it's got pickle pie under the name. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you've, you've got the gear, though. So yeah, yeah. if I want the podcast to keep going, I either have to, like, spend a whole lot of money and time, or I need to keep coming to hang out yeah. with you. So yeah. Just tell me if I've gone too far. But no, I guess you're right. Once we get to a certain age and to a certain point, what becomes the seven habits of highly effective people that don't care anymore? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Well, and I think, and I think that's probably why a lot of those books that are resonating right now with people in our lives are along those lines, like you know, the art of not giving. Like, yeah. you know, it's I still and I still can't say yeah, it. Yeah, like. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think because I think it's that's speaking to our age group where it's like, oh yeah, you've already made it through, you know, some of those mid-level career moves and yeah. those things where you figured out, you know, you're not on the bottom of the totem pole and you don't have to just take all the crappy jobs. No. This is my life and I'm not going to spend it just, you know, mucking around doing this stuff. Yeah. But I think you have to do that stuff to get to that point. And I think sometimes part of the reason that I think a lot of our generation and older have a hard time understanding millennials and that generation right now is that little piece of it, right? That idea that something that has taken us 10, 20 30 years to get to the point of saying, no, I've paid my dues. I've done my time. I'm making decisions for me now. I think the millennial mindset is that whole, no, I'm not going to play your game of, you know, this corporate ladder. Yeah. I'm going to find what I love to do and find a way to do it. And I think it's that. I don't think it's, you know, there have been lazy people in every generation. Oh my gosh. That's not changing. hundred percent. And there are people in all generations right now that are being really lazy and driving me insane. <laughs> and that to me is not the millennial mindset. That's not, that's just people forgetting how to think yes. because they have technology to do it for them. Yes. There's a whole group of people who are just looking at the world and going, you know, the way we've structured everything is changing. You know, there are, there is no job security, no matter what no. your job is. No. So why would you put yourself in an old school industrial kind of, I'm going to work my way up the ladder and I will do some of these crappy little jobs because I know I'm going to get to this other point. No, no one knows they're going to get to that point anymore. So why would you put your time in doing crappy stuff when you could, you know, still make crappy money and do what you like? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And if you if you luck into it, you can make good money right off the start for a couple of years. And hopefully you're being smart with what you do with it. Yes. Because 
at this stage of the game, I really think none of us know what everything's going to look like in five, ten years. No, there's no way. There's yeah, there's no way any anybody could potentially lose their job to a computer at any given moment right yeah. now, or to the like the next whim of technology. Like Facebook apparently is doing away with newsfeed. Huh? Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but I need that <laughs> to find things to talk about. I know, but <laughs> but I've like Facebook has only existed for most of us for. Well, for most of us, like, 10 to 12 years. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. Before that, you had to be in university to get it. And before that, it didn't exist. Right. We all survived before it was here. Mm-hmm. We'll all figure out how to survive again. Yeah. Everyone in my circle right now, not everyone, but, you know, good chunk of my circle in various businesses have figured out very effectively how to use that tool. And that's where everyone they know is communicating. Totally. And now it's like, oh, but yeah, you know, Facebook owns Facebook and they can change the rules. So... Yeah, you got to figure out how that impacts the rest of us. But it, like, it's that simple and that quick, and everything is going to be like that from now on. If not faster, right? Yeah. Like, you know. So I think it becomes all that more important, and I think that's probably some of the reason, too, why people are in that self-help zone right now in our lives is because we're realizing that that's what we can control. We can control ourselves. Yes. And, yes, we should do the best job that we can at that. And I think it's also why, yeah, at a certain stage of parenting, we get to that, like, man, we got to help our kids figure out all that stuff we didn't know for 40 years. <laughs> yeah. And how am I supposed to teach them stuff I don't understand? Yeah. 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 The way that people are treating themselves now, I think is fantastic. And maybe it's just the newsfeed of the people I see and the people I'm choosing to interact with on a daily basis. But I am loving the fact that people are, are spending more time on themselves making sure that they're getting out and having alone time or meditation time or whatever, Mm -hmm. shopping time, if you will, whatever it may be. Um, I think that that's the best thing that we can all do moving forward is, is to act like a millennial. (laughs) And so like, I think that millennials think of themselves before others and some of them, not all that's totally being stereotypical, but that's a good thing. Yeah. And no, I think it's a fair statement. And I think that the ones that are doing it, in the right way yes yes are doing it in the sense of thinking of themselves in that self-care self-preservation sense yeah and the ones who are doing it in the bad way are doing it in the me 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 i think of me first way right and i think those type of people have always existed yeah it's just you couldn't see them because there was no social media yeah right yeah (laughs) or you like you very quickly found them you're like i'm not spending my time on you yes i'm just not gonna pick up the phone and call you or i'm not going to go to your house yeah but now people get that like oh they're still in my in my feed and in my social media and uh, you know it's it is very different in that sense but i think it's it's still something we can control you just have to take control of it again and i think i see people our age doing that more yes and then i i think it's interesting to see how younger people are using it because they're the ones who have grown up with this technology. And I think they innately understand more than we do that it's going to constantly change and how not to become reliant on it. And then I think there are the other people who are just so reliant and totally, you know, are addicted and because they've never been given tools on how to use it. And I think that's where we come in and have such a responsibility to figure this out because we're that last generation that, you know, had a foot in both worlds. Yeah. Right. Like we grew up without all of this, except that yeah, by the time we were ending our teen years, it did exist. Right. Like as soon as everyone went to university, boom, everyone had email and everyone was emailing. I'm like, 
yeah, guys, two years ago, where were you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you little... you were next door, and I was supposed to call you or go to your house rather than send you an email. <laughs> <laughs> it's still sitting in your junk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because I think it gives us that really interesting perspective on things to know, you know, what what the old ways were. Yeah. Right? And we're still old enough, too, that I'm like, yeah, when my cousins and I were kids, it was, you know, letters and, you know, yeah. we had pen pals and we wrote all the time. Yeah. And so it, I think it's it, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out for our kids' generation. Absolutely. I would like to see our kids' generation be the first generation that doesn't feel like they need self-help books at the end of the day. <laughs> but it's, it's not it's not going to happen. They're, they're, I think that we're right. I think that it's something that has of happened. Of course we're right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's something that has happened for every generation, not just mothers, fathers, and people without kids, that you reach a, a certain age and you realize that maybe there's more. Mm-hmm. And there's like maybe something I could be doing a little bit better. And so I guess find the book that works for you or don't. Yeah, I think that's the part is to, to think critically still about the self-help things that you're going after. Yeah. And not just follow something because it's the fad. Right. Find what works for you, because, you know, in some ways, I think even, you know, all the religious texts that are out there, it's that's the original self-help books, isn't it? Right. They can all be fantastic or they can all be manipulated and shoved down your throat and be, you know, if you just listen to someone else tell you how to help yourself. Yeah. That that's not still helping yourself. You're still listening to someone else. Right. You have to take these different pieces and figure out critically what it is that works for you. I never, ever thought of the religious books being that way, but you are 100% right on that. You totally <laughs> nailed it. Totally nailed it. Uh, something else that you are nailing these days, <laughs> but I'm pumped, uh, <laughs> is uh, your next sale. Yes. Which I'm really excited about because, yes. you know, if we're going out and we're spending self-help time on ourselves, one of the things mm-hmm. we should be doing is going to the next Grapevine event. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure there'll be lots of self-help books yeah. in the book section. <laughs> Yes. I've probably got a few. I'll yeah. put there myself. Yeah, me too. Um, by the sounds of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So, Grapevine Events is one of my my other endeavors, mm-hmm. uh, co-owned by Carrie Beaumont and myself, and it's a pop-up consignment sale for those who don't know. So, uh, twice a year, we rent a space. We have dozens of people who sign up to sell their items, and everything gets organized like a great, fantastic thrift store. That's awesome. It is fantastic. And so our women's spring sale is coming up on April 12th and 13th at the Coverdale Center here in Riverview, which I know excites you. Yeah, it really does. It really does. It's literally down the road for me, uh, which is really exciting. And uh, we should mention, you say the 12th and 13th, but the sale is technically one day. The 12th is something very special. It is. So on the 12th, we have a VIP shopping event and anyone who wants to pay a $5 ticket price can be a VIP. This is not, uh, we are not picking and choosing our VIPs. Our VIPs are the people who want the VIP experience, which means there are a limited number of tickets to come shop on that Friday night. Uh, uh, There are, there was 75 tickets to begin with and uh, they are going fast. Uh, The tickets, yes, (laughs) the tickets are available through uh, Snapped Moncton. So if you go to their website, you'll see our event and you'll see where you click to buy the ticket. $5. $5. They are a limited number. When they are gone, they are gone. Okay. Um, and that's to make it a really nice shopping experience because there are only so many change rooms we can put in. This yeah. is a clothing sale. People want to try things on. So if you are coming, you know, tank top and leggings, 
That'll yeah, do you real well. Throw things on in the <laughs> we, put, yeah. we put mirrors up, you know, yeah. out in the main area. So we encourage people, you know, if you want to, you know, do that. Um, and yeah, we've got about 75 to 80 women who are clearing out their closets. And so that's clothes, shoes, purses, accessories, home decor items, books. books. <laughs> it's all going to be there. Everything gets organized. All the clothing is by size. Um, and we also have certain sections. We have a maternity wear section. Awesome. Everything in the maternity section should be $10 and under this That's time around. Awesome. Um, so if you know that you need some, you know, because when, you, when you're getting maternity stuff, you only really want to invest in a couple pieces. Because yes. it's a short amount of time. But you still want to look nice. You want to feel comfortable. But you don't want to break the bank. So everything on the maternity racks should be priced $10 and under. Uh, the awesome. exception being like jackets and things like that. Right. Bigger yeah. bigger items. But um, then we have an activewear section. We have the dresses pulled out. Everything's by size. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, so public shopping is Saturday, April 13th. We open in the morning. It's $2 cash at the door to come in. But from one o'clock until two o'clock is discount hour. Okay. And so what happens there is anyone is free to come in. And most of the items will have discount yes written on their tag. Those ones are 50% off. Uh-huh. So we have a lot of people who will come, you know, VIP shop on Friday night. Come on back Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can get, we've seen people do like complete wardrobe overhauls, like $150, $200. You know, it depends on how much stuff you want to get. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. what your style is. But, you know, we've seen people like completely gut and repurpose wow. their wardrobe easily for under $200. And if you're, if you were lucky enough to sell with us as well, the seller spots are full for this sale. But yeah, some people will literally get rid of everything they have, fill it back up. And so if you're selling your things as well as buying, some people come out ahead. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, you know, I, I, sometimes I break even. Yeah. You know, I I come out ahead on the kids sales. I sometimes break even on the women's sales. Yeah. I tend to buy more than I sell there. Yeah. Um, but that's also because I'm not a big clothes person myself. So. Yeah. I, I have a I have a wicked, wicked problem with buying clothes <laughs> online because I don't like to go yeah. out and shop. So the majority of my stuff coming in is probably still going to have tags on it. Yeah. And we find, we get a lot of stuff like that. A lot of people who... And it, because it's tricky with women's clothing, right? Or something that looks good in the store. Like, it's a really good deal. So you grab it and you're home. You're like... Oh, no, it's not, you know, or I don't have the right pieces to go with it, and it sits in your closet for a season with the tags on it. Well, give it some new life. Exactly. Someone else will love it. Yep. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So you- help for your clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, we're going to see everybody at that sale on yes, the 15th we are. and the 12th, too. Mm-hmm. Like Jim said, those, those tickets are selling fast, and they're only $5, so yes. get them. ASAP. Yeah, get a couple girls together. We have most people that, because uh, I, I can see the reports, I can tell you a lot of people are buying, you know, two, three, four tickets at a time yeah. because they're getting a group together to come because it's yeah. always more fun. Oh, totally. And again, as usual, if you've got any ideas, let us know. Mm-hmm. Let us know because uh, we want to do what you want to hear. Yes. Yeah, we have We have been told you guys like it when we just sit here and ramble. That was a good like ramble this, today, too. This was a good one. We were all over, like, Katie, I hope you're happy. We were all over the place. Ah! And yeah, if anyone has any other topics you just want to hear us rant and share our opinions about, yes. we finally decided we'd like to share our opinions. This is the only way we can get them out. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know, absolutely. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please give us a review. We'd love Mm. that. Yes, fantastic. All right, peace out.